I also think of Sabbath as the tithe of your time. When you tithe your money, where your treasure is, your heart goes, right? The Bible tells us that. And I think we forget that one of our greatest treasures is our time. And God's given us time, but we are not trusting Him with it. So we think we have to keep going and going and going and going, or we're not going to get everything done. And the truth is that when you rest in Him, He multiplies your time. Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle the messy and embrace the beautiful areas of life. We're going to meet you right where you're at, right when you need it, by helping you live a less stressed, more joy-filled life lived by bold faith and walking in obedience. You have a God-sized calling, but you don't have to choose between your sanity or juggling it all. We'll keep you one step ahead, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Because faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle. The Sabbath is a part of the Ten Commandments, but if I'm honest, in the past, I haven't been so great about keeping it holy. How about you? I've jam-packed the special day with to-dos, spent little time of my thoughts with the Lord, except for church, of course, and finished the day depleted instead of recharged and filled with God's goodness. Over the past two years, I've started to slowly implement and practice a Sabbath day of rest in honor what God put into place thousands of years ago. I've become so passionate about it that it's an instant connection when I find someone who's even more passionate about it than me. And one of those people is my dear friend, Beth Zustiak. Beth is a recovering workaholic, a business owner, wife, mom, and serial entrepreneur with a desire to say yes to everything, but who found a way off the hamster wheel through a month-long Sabbath six years ago and has continued to practice it weekly ever since. Beth is a real-life gal who gets what a busy schedule looks like and feels like, yet chooses to honor the Sabbath beautifully. In this episode, Beth and I chat about why we should hold onto the Sabbath so preciously, how we can prepare our hearts, and ways that you can set yourself up for a successful Sabbath and avoid the temptations calling your name. So let the distractions go and let's dive into a conversation that might just transform the way you live and view Sabbath. Hey Beth, welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast. Hi, I'm happy to be here. So happy to have you on, my friend. Beth is a dear friend of mine, and so it's just so fun to have this conversation with you, especially around a topic that you and I are both passionate about, and I would say that we're practicing. We're learning how to do this better each and every week, and so we're talking about the Sabbath day and how to really honor that and to rest in a Sabbath day. And so, Beth, I would love to just jump in by first you telling us a little bit about yourself and your passion behind Sabbath. Yeah. Everyone should just be prepared because I am a crier. (laughs) And this is such a personal topic to each heart. So I'm a business owner. I am building a new business right now, but have been a business owner for about a decade and owned a local media company that supported parents, especially moms in our area. And so we provided resources. And then we also had an events arm of the business. And I'm fortunate enough that it was my fourth attempt at a business. So that one worked. 
So if anyone's listening and you've tried a business, just know, just keep going until you find the one that's meant for you. So fortunate that it worked, but as any business owner will know, that creates an intensity you have to build for a while. And there's an intensity to your building season. And a lot of us really struggle to come out of the intense building season and slow that pace down to something that's more manageable. So my journey with Sabbath started with workaholism, and largely it was coming out of a season of deep pain that I was currently in as I was building my business and just walking through a number of really hard things. It's really, really easy to use your work to escape your pain, and that's where I found myself. And it was working. The business was doing great. We were really successful and fortunate to be so, especially because I was really grateful and um, fortunate to have this incredible team that came around me. So that was one of my favorite parts of the business. And I loved pouring into people, but uh, wasn't realizing that all of the pouring out I was doing, I wasn't ever really replenishing in a healthy way. And it leaned into workaholism where I would just run to my computer, run to my email and not even really wanting to, but being stuck in that pattern of feeling like you have to. And, you know, like your hands even have that muscle memory where you open your phone and you're in your email and suddenly 20 minutes later, you've lost that time at the park watching your kids play because you were saying, "Uh uh-huh, 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 while you're actually checking your email and working. I don't remember exactly how it played out, but in 2017, I took a Sabbath. I remember sitting at a meeting with my team and saying, well, I'm thinking about taking a month off. And nobody blinked. And so I just ran. I was like, okay, we're going to do this. And that was in October. Um, My Sabbath was the month of February the following year. So it does take some planning. If you're going to do that, there does need to be some intentionality to that because I couldn't just disappear suddenly for a month. But that really started this journey that shifted my whole perspective and ability to rest because I was so tired. Um, I was really tired. I was exhausted. I was running on empty all the time. My kids were little, so I would have been exhausted regardless. And then I was piling more on myself, but it shifted so much for me and really just kind of propelled me into what has been six years of exploring what is sabbatical, what is Sabbath, what is it intended to be for us? And what are we supposed to do with that time really? Because it's not just sit on your butt all day, every Sunday. So why Sabbath then? You know, you just mentioned it's not to sit on your butt every Sunday and do nothing, but why as Christians should we Sabbath and why should we hold it so precious and so dear? Yeah. I mean, God commands it. So I think that's probably the best place to start is God said so. And I think we're really great at grasping some of those 10 commandments that feel more important, like don't murder, don't steal, don't covet. And then we just push the Sabbath to the side, even though that is one of the 10 commandments. There's a lot of different perspectives and theories on Sabbath. But to me, if we're taking nine out of 10 commandments seriously and not one, that's an us problem, not an Old Testament, New Testament issue. And so I think it starts there where if God said you need rest and God himself took rest and Jesus took rest, then that's an example that we're meant to follow. If we're followers of Jesus and we're supposed to work as hard as we can to get as close as possible, we're never going to get there. But our goal is to aim to be like Jesus and he rested then our culture has it upside down very much. And so I think it starts with that. 
But I also think of Sabbath as the tithe of your time. When you tithe your money, where your treasure is, your heart goes, right? The Bible tells us that. And I think we forget that one of our greatest treasures is our time. And God's given us time, but we are not trusting Him with it. So we think we have to keep going and going and going and going, or we're not going to get everything done. And the truth is that when you rest in Him, He multiplies your time. That doesn't mean that you suddenly have the dream come true of 30 hours a day instead of 24, which we all wish we totally could. That would be a huge gift some days. Some days I don't need to last for 30 hours. Those can go to the wayside. But I think when we decide that we can't stop, even though God commanded it, we're being disobedient, first of all, which is a big problem. And we're also deciding that we can't trust God with our time. And if we can't trust God with our time, what can we trust Him with? Right now I'm working at our church. One of our pastors has recently said, time is the resource you cannot get more of. He said, you can go to the bank, you can get a loan, you can ask for more money and pay it back later, but you can't borrow time. You can't get time lent your way. You can't get a loan for that. It's limited and God knows that. He already knew that when he put things on our schedule, on our plate, When he put things in front of us for us to walk into, he knew we only had seven days a week and each of those days only had 24 hours. And he still said, rest. I think it's just interesting. And I I know it's probably largely a Western or American issue because other cultures are better at this than us. But when we don't Sabbath, I really think it's a pride issue more than anything else. Yeah, an obedience and trust issue too. I'm in the Old Testament right now, and it is in there so prevalent about how important the Sabbath is, even to the point of death. So I was just reading about how, you know, Moses and the people, the Israelites, didn't know there was a man that was found. I believe he was picking up sticks or doing something on the Sabbath day, and they didn't know what to do to him because they knew it was a sin. And so they brought it to the Lord. And that's so hard to say because we have a loving God, but it was so serious that they had to stone him to death. Like that's how serious the Lord took it. The Sabbath was you did not work on the Sabbath. And we now don't have that kind of impact and have to worry about that because Jesus came and saved and redeemed and he is now our rest. He is now our Sabbath, but we still need to honor the Sabbath because Jesus, like you said, honored the Sabbath. And so we need to take it seriously like that. And we just don't, at least in our American culture, we don't take it serious enough. Yeah. It's really interesting when you think about the time of life that we live in where we have a way to make everything that we do easier, right? Like washing a huge pile of dishes, you've made a massive meal for maybe a holiday and everyone's over and you've got this pile of dishes. Well, you can throw those in the dishwasher, sit down and rest, throw them in the dishwasher, sit down and rest. And while we might do that on a holiday, we forget that that applies and the efficiency should come into play at some point in our regular lives. And instead of using that efficiency to rest or sit in his word in the morning or whatever it is that we're supposed to be doing, we fill it with this hustle and this like just hurry and keep going culture. And if you really stop and think about it, and this is what I had to do, you realize that you're pushing and you're reaching and you can't quite figure out what you're reaching for, but you're reaching for something and you're pushing towards something And I think what we don't realize is that these are just misdirected efforts for us to find our Savior because we're not taking the time to really listen 
And if you don't listen and you're not sitting in him, which Sabbath creates a practice for, but you can do it daily, then you end up in this just crazed mentality where you feel so overwhelmed. We were talking about some other stuff too, that this season that we're in, especially as moms for us, like we're in a season of that's going to happen anyway, but you can still find rest in those wildly crazy seasons. You just have to be intentional about it and make sure that it's a priority. So it means that you have to rework your whole life around this. But what's interesting is just like when you tithe and you give your money away wondering, can I still make these bills? Well, because you're prioritizing the tithe, you're reorganizing what bills you have and what expenses you have to make room for the tithe. You do that with the tithe of your time, which is your Sabbath. And that's the only way that I can think about it that makes it make sense. But I think when we think about like going back to that verse, like where your heart is, so your treasure will be like, that's not just money. It's just that because we are human, we hear treasure and we think money and we think pieces of gold or dollar bills, but time is a treasure. And that's why it's so important for us to make sure that we're redirecting this first and then everything else falls in line behind it. Right? So it's not all Sabbath when I have time because you, if you live In America, you're probably not going to find that time anywhere. You're just going to keep going and you'll never get there. But if you put this first and everything falls in line behind it, there's an alignment that happens that really creates a lot of peace. You've drastically changed your life, really. You have restructured and reprioritized your life and then also your heart. It would be so beneficial for me and for the listeners to really know how you would do that? How do you practically do that? How do you, first one, that's a heart thing. It's a heart thing. So how have you restructured your heart and your mentality to really sit in it and love it? And then also have you practically done it? Because for me, for example, right now, you know, like I said, at the very beginning, Sabbath is a practice. Mm-hmm. And so I've chosen to not work. So I don't work on any faith and gather stuff on Sundays. But then I still find myself doing some loads of laundry or mm-hmm. occasionally cleaning the house or doing something. And then I still get in that work mentality. But as we've discussed before, just as friends, you've totally changed that and it's taken time. So if you could just kind of get a glimpse of like what you do now for that and how you actually really do fully embrace the Sabbath. Yeah. Well, I think it's important to remember that while it's an Old Testament commandment, there's a lot of grace, right? Like Jesus is walking with his disciples and they're hungry and they pop a couple kernels of grain off and everybody's mad and upset because, oh my goodness, they worked on the Sabbath. No, there's grace if you're hungry. (laughs) There's a purpose and an intention to it and it is a command we should be obedient to, but there is grace for What does your season look like? Because if you have a two-year-old, you don't just not feed your two-year-old because that feels like work to you. (laughs) Like That's not what this is. It is like you you said it, it's, it's in your heart and there are things you can't get around, but you don't have to do laundry. And I would say you shouldn't do laundry on Sabbath. We did yesterday. We threw a load in, our dryer broke and we were going to be at my parents for a family birthday. And so we threw a load in the washer And then they lived down the street. So I came back during halftime of the football game and then put it in their dryer and one of my girls folded it. I want my kids to Sabbath, but I also see so much rest in their life because they are children and they should enjoy all the rest that they can now because being an adult is hard. But 
I don't feel bad about asking them to do that because I know that this is a practice I need and for them to see me do. So I think keeping in mind that there's grace, but also the more intentional that you are, the less likely those things are to happen. And so what that looked like this week is this is a season where not just our personal lives are insanity. We don't even know how we got to the calendar that we have right now, but obviously we made some poor choices because we are busy pretty much every night and that's not the kind of family we are. So we have that on the personal side, but this is a really big season for building and getting into a fall ministry season. And so it's been a heavy work season for me too. And we are just tired. Even my husband looks tired. And I say that not because he's not regularly tired, but because he is really good at just kind of keeping it moving. He's good at balance. I don't often see that in him. And so if I see him look tired, I know like, okay, we got to we gotta work on this. And so we had a full day Saturday of family stuff and then church stuff, got home at eight. And I said, I need to work tonight. And I do not like to work on weekends at all. My preference is to do my best not to... There's work I need to do. There's meetings I might need to go to, but not to open my computer. But I knew desperately that we needed our Sabbath on Sunday. And there's things that I have today. Today is a Monday that if I didn't do those, I would have been heavily tempted to work yesterday on my Sabbath. And almost to the point where it would have been irresponsible for me not to get it done this weekend because of people who need information for these things that I've got going on today. So I stayed up and I worked until 11.45 and then closed my computer because I knew I was going to need 15 minutes to get myself to bed. But I committed that once it was midnight, we're done now. That's what I needed to engage in Sabbath yesterday was the day before to say, okay, what's going to tempt me to engage in work on Sunday? Get it out of the way before Sunday begins. That's the way that this week that worked for me. What it looks like other weeks is Laundry is the one. Laundry is the thing like you push it off forever and then people need their things. They just need clothes. And that's just a reality of life. If you leave it too long, you will have to do laundry on Sunday. And so some weeks it looks like on Friday morning, pushing my kids to get their stuff into the piles, sort it out so that we can get through it on Friday. It seems like Saturday is just not a laundry day that's profitable for me. <laughs> it just doesn't work. But that way, by the end of Friday, we're done with that. And by the time it's Sunday, it's put away and it's not on our minds. Everyone has what they need when they get to Monday morning, but it hasn't had us break our Sabbath. I also think it's important to know that some people will Sabbath differently and it may look like work, but it may feel restful to them and that's okay. What that looks like for my husband is he, in the fall, loves mowing the lawn. It's like his favorite temperature It's not a chore to him. It's a joy. He really does enjoy it. And so I, at the beginning of some of this, would feel a little legalistic about it. Like, but you can't work. It's Sabbath. He's like, but I really like it. (laughs) And so for me, that sometimes has become cooking a really big family meal because that's not work to me when I don't have to do it. On a Thursday night, when we've got something going on at 6.30, that's work. I don't want to cook a meal that night because I have to. And I also love control. So you tell me I have to, I don't really want to do it anymore. (laughs) But on a Sunday, I love being in the kitchen. I love being creative with food. And so that's a really restful place for me. 
because I'm using my hands where normally I'm using my hands on a computer. This I'm being creative. I'm moving around. I'm engaging in a lot of different senses. And so it's really peaceful to me. So it's going to look different for everyone. And that's why I think it is a journey rather than like it is a practice, but each person's practice is going to look different. And that's got to be acceptable. It can't be legalistic. And that's, I think, how we get from the Old Testament feel of the command into the New Testament grace. I do still think it's a command for us, but that's how you live with grace within it. Yeah, it's definitely wrapped in grace. And I think it'll be different each week for everybody too, because there's weeks where I am moving and I'm exhausted and all I want to do is just rest on the couch. Mm -hmm. And then there's other weeks where I've just been at the screen and the computer the whole week. And all I want to do is just move my body. And for me, that is complete rest is just like getting out there, going for a walk, you know, just moving my body in any way possible. And so I think it can change week to week, just depending on like how your flow and your schedule is. And I love how you just talk about really setting it up and taking a look at like what's going to tempt you because Mm -hmm. I'm the same as you. I just have that it's ingrained in me to have that like workaholic mentality. I love to work. I love to do things. And if I don't set myself up ahead of time and think of like what's going to tempt me or what's going to be on my plate that's going to make me feel anxious. So even if I'm not doing anything on Sunday, I'm still thinking about it. And so then I didn't have any rest yeah. about it just by being able to like prepare ahead of time or even write things down. So yesterday, as we're recording, this was Sunday and it was a Sabbath. And I had these things on my mind of what I needed to do. And so I just grabbed a piece of paper and I just wrote down my to-do list for the next day. So I could literally just taking what was in my head and what was taking me off of focusing on my time with my children and wanting to have that Sabbath day with the Lord and getting it out there so I could just like write it down, push it off to the side and know that I could hit the ground running on Monday. And I will tell you, you know, I had an amazing Sabbath yesterday. I don't know how yours went, but mine was so good. It was full of time with my children and wrestling on the floor and being outside. And it was super, super fun. And I was able to focus. And And I have a lot on my plate right now. Like this is a heavy, heavy month. These two months are heavy. But I was able to do that because I did plan and prepare. And then I did take that quick one minute to like take it off my mind and then put it away. How did your Sabbath go yesterday? And are there tricks that you did to kind of help out knowing also that your laundry <laughs> changed things a bit with things breaking, life happens. Yeah. Love to know how yours went and then kind of tactics you did to help out with that. I'd say it went pretty well. I didn't get ready for the day until three o'clock. So I would call that a huge success. <laughs> Anytime that I haven't washed my face or really gotten out of my pajamas until mid-afternoon, is amazing. And that's not going to happen every week. I got the chance to fall asleep on the couch a little bit. It was good. It still felt full. And I do think it's important to know that there is not a single thing, even things that are good for you, that goes the way that you want it to every single time. And so you will have Sabbaths, I think, that by the end of the day, you're like, that didn't feel like I wanted it to feel. But was it still restful to your soul? And so I think a really big part of that is reading your Bible in the morning and just setting the tone for Sabbath being about centering back to what God wants for you. I don't know what that looks like for each person. For me, it needs to be quiet. (laughs) I just really 
cannot read my Bible unless it's quiet. I also need to read it with a pen and paper and copy words down. And that's for me just a way that I've incorporated my learning style into reading the Bible that helps me focus in the way my brain works. So if you're an audio learner, maybe you need to go for a walk and engage your body while engaging your brain. But I think it's important that people know that they will not have what feels like a glorious Sabbath every single week. And also that it doesn't have to be Sunday. There's a lot of ministry teams. The one at our church is one of them where Friday is a Sabbath for those that do weekend ministry. And I think it's important, especially in that field that you are resting because it can feel like a lot. And it feels like, well, I'm doing the Lord's work. We must keep going. No, God's got it. And you can take your Sabbath because he's told you to. Um, And our team is really great about that. But I think it was a pretty good Sabbath. We had time with family. We had rest on our couch. We watched football, which we all really love in the fall because it just feels right in our house. There's some football rivalry happening, so maybe that's not that restful. But no, it was good. And we've had some up and down ones for sure. We had a meeting opportunity yesterday for one of our kids' activities, and we already had time with family planned. We could have made it work and just said, no, this is what our family needs. In a different week, in a different season, we might have gone and it may not have felt like the opposite of rest to us. It may have felt like a great community moment, but we knew if we pushed through that, that it would be a tough one for us. And so just saying, okay, what is the healthy choice for today and going forward that way? Being very intentional of where you spend your time and what you spend it on. Yeah just in general, but on that Sabbath day is so important. And yeah, you said pajamas. And that made me think my daughter was in her pajamas all day yesterday. And I remember just looking at her and I was like, this was a good day. (laughs) Just the fact that like she could just be who she was in her pajamas all day long. And we just watched football and hung out Mm -hmm. and and all that was just, that is rest. When someone's in their pajamas all day. It's just like a visual (laughs) sign of you've made it. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Well, thank you so much, Beth, for being on. Before we go, I just want to have you, if there are any last parting words or anything that we didn't talk about that you would love to share with the listeners, I'd love to have you, you share that. I would just say if you are feeling really harried and chaotic and you feel like you're not ever getting a break, it's time to evaluate a number of things. For years, I kept saying, when we get to January, that's when it's going to slow down. And then the next January, I was waiting for it to slow down. And it honestly took me three or four years to realize I was saying this on a yearly basis and never getting the slowdown. And so if you're waiting for the slowdown, it's only going to happen if you put the brakes on. And that's your responsibility. I think it's really easy for us to say, well, it's because my boss has piled a lot on my plate or it's because... I wish that my spouse would help me more or have you asked them? Have you asked your boss and told your boss, hey, this is actually feeling beyond my capacity and what I've been hired for. Can we have a conversation? Or have you just accepted the work? Have you asked your spouse for help? I know it's really easy for me to wish that my husband would just magically know what's happening in my head and say, can you help me with this? But it's my job and I'm learning better to say, wait, he could help me with this. And then walking and asking for that help in that moment. I think it's on us 
And it's really easy to just blame culture or what other people have put in front of us, but we choose a lot of the yeses that make us feel chaotic. I think it's time for us to get a little better at putting up boundaries on ourselves, not as self-care culture. And I want to make that distinction. This is not self-care culture. This is Jesus and his word and what God has for us. And that's very different. This isn't saying no because you deserve it. It's saying no because God has given you work to do. And if you are too tired to keep going, you cannot fulfill his purpose for you. So you have a responsibility to that. And the responsibility that you have is to continually evaluate your schedule, what's working, what's not working, and then put some practices in place. And I really think that Sabbath, while it will take time and effort and a lot of work to get to a place where you feel like you're doing it well, let me tell you, it's been six years. We're working on it still. You can do this and it will benefit you so greatly because it's a gift from God. And if it's a gift from God, it will benefit you. That's what he does. And that's what he's offering you. And that's what you need to walk into. So I just encourage you, if you're feeling that intensity, his peace is waiting for you. And peace doesn't always come easy as a perfectly wrapped gift. It's going to take you some work and effort, but it's well worth it. And I think it can be uncomfortable too. After we get off this call today, I am going to have to let some people know that I can't be a part of something that I had said yes to mm-hmm. just because I've evaluated it. And a recent guest had said, you know, there's so many good things in this world, but there's like good, better, best. And you say yes to the best and the good and the better you just can't do, even though they're wonderful things. Yeah. And so evaluating from that perspective and then also bringing it to the Lord, like, what do you want me to be a part of? So yeah, it can be tough because that's going to be tough. I My pride, my ego is going to be affected by that, by saying like going back and saying, <laughs> hey, I know I said I could do this and now I can't do it anymore. And so yeah, it can be tough, but it's so worth it, especially if you can find more time to spend with the Lord and the things that bring you joy. Yeah. I'd love to add one more thing. This doesn't mean that you don't have to work hard. Yes. <laughs> I think that six days a week, we should be pretty much working our tails off. We have a really easy culture to live in where there are a lot of efficiencies given to us. Work hard for six days. You're supposed to do that and then rest hard for the one, and that's what's going to fuel you. But if you're thinking, oh, I have to change my entire mentality and I can't work as I love working, but I shouldn't do it anymore. No, you should for six days and then take a moment and then six days. And so it doesn't mean that you have to change your work style. It just means you're putting this one placeholder in that says, I trust God with my time and my efforts. And I know that he's going to return to me what I need. Yeah. And that helps you avoid that burnout. Mm -hmm. So you're still working really, really hard. You know, I I got up at 4am this morning to get stuff done so I could get everything done in my day. But I know that next Sunday, I'm going to carve out time where I can rest. And so that gives me that hope to really like, okay, I'm going to plug through. And then I can really fully recharge that day to have what I need to give for that next week to people and whatever projects I'm working on. So thank you for saying that. Beth, you are amazing. I have actually worked with you one-on-one before to help me with my business. So fun. It was so fun. (laughs) And we'll continue to do that as well. But I would love for you to tell a little bit about what you do and how people can connect with you for the services you offer and then social media. And then even if you want to talk about River Valley too. Well, thank you. And it is so fun to work with people like 
we're on this virtually, but we get to be real in-person friends too. And so that's just the best. So I work as a business consultant now with small business owners. My time in small business, I was able to be part of a community of people and not everyone has that. And so whether it is you're looking to make your business more efficient, maybe you are feeling that harried feel of I'm building, I'm building, I'm building. Now what do I do? I really like helping people find systems that really allow them to still live their life Part of me finding balance is Sabbath, and that's a huge part of it. But it also that intentionality during those six days, I had to put some systems into place that let me be a mom at the end of the day and on weekends. And that isn't just resting on Sabbath. It's also making sure that you are being thoughtful about your work. And so I really love helping people find what's working for them, what's not working. And a lot of times I kind of consider it a little bit like business therapy, Sometimes you just need to verbally process with someone and have someone say, have you thought about this before? I've had the same thing happen where I will do this for people and say this to people. And then someone says it to me and I'm like, oh my goodness, what? And you just sometimes can't see what someone else can see because you're looking this way and they're looking at you and looking at your circumstances. So I like being that other view. Um, I help people with some of that with marketing and branding, um, and sometimes some social media stuff. But what I really love is just coming alongside of a business owner and saying, like, let's make it work for your life instead of making your life work around your business. So that's my preference. And then I have the privilege of leading women's ministry at our campus at River Valley Church in the Twin Cities in Minnesota and overseeing our sisterhood ministry. So it's a ministry that you could look up River Valley Women on Vimeo. You can look at some of our past teachings and really get some great benefit there. But if you're in our area, we would love for you to be a part of Sisterhood. And we have it at all of our campuses. It's available to you all around the Twin Cities. And so if you go to rivervalley.org slash women, you can get connected to a group near you. Love it. Thank you so much. And how do they connect with you on social? My name is Beth Zestiak, so at Beth Zestiak, and I'm going to go ahead and not spell that for you, but you can look, (laughs) you can look for me on social. You can also look at Friday Consulting. That's an Instagram account that I use sometimes, but I largely post on my personal platform, but you can find me in either space or you can go to my website, bethzestiak.com, and there's some connecting that you can do there. Yes. And I'll put the full spelling and the show notes <laughs> and all the social media posts. So you'll be able to connect with her how you want yep. to. <laughs> One more question for you. And I know we have to wrap up real quick, but I want to know what brought you joy today. Honestly, there's this tea from Starbucks or not Starbucks, Caribou. Caribou is not everywhere, but it's in our area. And it the best way to describe it is it smells like red hot gum. Cinnamon. Yeah. Cinnamon. Oh, that was some honey. We're walking through an Ephesian study. Um, I am with some of the leaders that I work with and just climbed back into bed with those two things. Having that hour to myself, that was joyful. Oh, that is pure joy. And yes, their cinnamon hot cinnamon tea or whatever it's called is amazing. So is. run to Caribou and get that. Yeah. You can go ahead and buy it for at home too. That's what you Yes. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Beth. Appreciate you being on and just appreciate you sharing your heart for the Lord and the Sabbath. Thanks for having me. It was really fun. Sabbath will change your life. It will not only affect your calendar, but your heart. 
Trust the Lord with the time that you have, just like you do your bank account. He's faithful and good on his word. What needs to be done will get done. And with the rest, you can just rest knowing God has your back. So enjoy the Sabbath, keep it holy, and honor the Lord with your most precious asset, time. I'm so grateful you spent time today listening to this episode. If you were encouraged by what you heard, share the love with other women you know and send them the link to this episode. Just think how many more women could be blessed with faith-inspired encouragement. Love and prayers, Erica. Congrats on saying yes to a life filled with joy and Jesus. If you want more, head to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the resources mentioned in today's episode. Be sure to subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform to stay faith-inspired. And remember, faith is not just a belief, it's a lifestyle.